Happy New Year! Praise God. Can we welcome people online? People collecting from Cambridge, Leicester. Fantastic. Welcome, everyone. Happy New Year. It's come by so quickly. Well, thank God we're here today. Thank God we're alive today. You know, the fact that you're here today means, means that God has not given up on you and he's got great plans for you. And you know something about the New Year that I really love is just the energy, the excitement. There's a lot of expectation. We've got lots of dreams, don't we? So many things we want to see happen this year. But you know something about that is the fact that whatever it is we have set out to do this year, we're going to need some help. You'll agree with me that you're going to need some strength, some encouragement, and some empowerment. And the good news is that God has made provision for us. For 2024 and for the year beyond the years ahead, God has provided us with the gift of the power, the presence of his Holy Spirit. And so as a church body, we're seeking to be empowered by the Spirit of God this year. I'm so glad we're doing that because we absolutely need him. You know something? Jesus Christ himself needed to be empowered by the Spirit of God. And so therefore we do as well. We celebrated Jesus during Christmas and we spoke about the Spirit of Christmas. And, you know, it's like we're looking at the scriptures and we don't hear so much about Jesus for years until he turns 30 and then something happens with him. And that propels him into all that he was called to do. And I'd like us to have a look at that because that says something for what we need for our lives. If we're going to do anything meaningful, significantly meaningful this year and beyond, if we're going to fulfill the call that God has placed on us as a people, we're going to need to connect and receive the same type of empowerment that Jesus did. Because that's what happened. That's what we see happen to Jesus. In Luke 3, we see something happen. When all the people were baptized, it says... It came to pass that Jesus also was baptized and while he prayed, the heaven was open and then something happens. The Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him and a voice came from heaven which said, you are my beloved son and in you I am well pleased. And it's only after this moment of being filled and empowered by the Spirit of God that we, do we then see Jesus doing the things we know him to have done. It's only after this time that we see in, 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 you know, further on in that scripture, it says Jesus returned to Galilee filled with the Holy Spirit's power and reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. Everyone was talking and saying, wow, have you heard of the man? They call him Jesus of Nazareth. Have you seen what he does? Do you hear how he speaks? He speaks with so much authority, so much power. He's bringing so much joy. Do you know what's going on with this man? How is he able to do the things he's able to do? And then Jesus himself says to the people in a temple, he's reading the book of Isaiah and he says of himself and he declares, and we see this in Luke, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. He's the one who has given me the capacity. He's the one who has empowered me. That's why I'm able to do these things I do. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. To, to, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He's given me the ability to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. I can do all of this because I have received the empowerment of the Spirit of God. Now, Jesus Christ is the head of the church. We 
are his representatives right now in the earth. We are the body of Christ. And there's a world that really needs us to walk in this authority and walk in this power. And just as Jesus came and he did what he did, he actually said to his disciples, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you now. Go, be light to your world. Transform your world with God's love. Go and let people know that I live, I exist, I heal, I bring deliverance, I set free people. And we cannot do this without the Spirit of God. We're not going to be able to. And this is beyond just, you know, the, the call as a church. Even for us as individuals, there are things we want to see happen. We want to see things get better. Some of us want to be able to be more like Christ this year. The Holy Spirit is the person that has been sent to help you. To be a better mom, to be a better dad, to, 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 to run that business well, to be a better co-worker, whatever it is you have set out and you've said, Lord, I want to do this this year. The Holy Spirit is the empowerment that you need to bring about the fulfillment of whatever it is you have set to do this year. And he seeks to help you. He's the help that we need and he's the help that we have. So who is he really? Who is this Holy Spirit? If he's the one I need, he's the one that I, I have to work with. I want him, but can you tell me more about who he is? Because I recognize that a lot of us have come to the church setting and it's probably kind of new for you. Maybe you came over at Christmas and you've never heard about the Holy Spirit. Well, I want to tell you about him. He's the friend that you need. You know, when Jesus was on the earth, the, the Jesus we spoke about during Christmas, when he, before he left, he gave us a promise. He told his disciples, look, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send you a helper. And I'll tell you a bit more about what Christ said about him, what Jesus said. But before I do that, let's go back to the anchor scripture because there's something about the Holy Spirit you want to know. You know, the Bible described him like a dove. And what we know about the bird, the dove and his personality, that it is very calm and it is gentle. And the Spirit of God has that sort of personality in that he is gentle, although he's powerful. He's the powerhouse behind the Godhead. God is Father, God is Son, God is Holy Spirit, right? He is God, but he's gentle and he's the one who is right here with us right now. And do you know why it's so good to know that he's a gentleman? It's the fact that he likes to be invited. He will never impose himself on you. He will never give you more than what you have asked for. He wants you to desire more of him. You're saying to him, Lord, come, fill me. I yield myself to you. I want you to take over. He will come. He will meet you and you'll exceed your expectations. But the Spirit of God actually needs you to invite him, to welcome him. He will not impose his will on you. He wants you to submit your will to him and say, come. So he is God, the spirit, who is right here with us. Jesus told us more about him. When he was speaking to his disciples and he was about to leave, he said to them, I will send you another helper. We see that in the book of John. John 14, 16, and I love the Amplified translation because it really breaks down what that meant when he said it. When Jesus said, I will send you another helper, the Greek words he used there were the words alos parakletos. This is another helper of the same kind. You know, when you say something is heterogeneous, it means like that is something of a different species, a variety of a different kind ultimately. But when you say something is allogeneic or allogenous, it means of the same kind, of the same species, a variety of the same species. So Jesus was saying to, his, to, to us, look, the person who is coming is just going to be like me. Imagine having Jesus in your corner for the rest of this year. That's what he was trying to say. Don't worry. Don't be scared. Don't cry. Don't, don't worry. It is even better for me that I go because now you're going to have him. 
because you want to have him even more than you want me physically. How amazing that is. Tells me there's so much of him to tap into. So the Holy Spirit was described by Jesus as a helper. What did he mean? A comforter. Look, he's, he's someone who, who was going to be speaking words of comfort to, 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 his, to his disciples. And that's you. I'm going to be telling you as you go this year, the truth of the matter is that you need a comforter. You're going to need someone who will comfort you. So that no matter what 2024 brings your way, when you have spent time with God, the Spirit of God will speak to your heart the comfort that you need. He is a comforter. He's going to be an advocate for you. An advocate, someone who will speak of you in, in your defense. Because trust me, in 2024, there's sometimes you're going to make mistakes and the enemy is going to try to bring a sense of condemnation, guilt, and shame. But you need to know and be reminded by the Holy Spirit what Jesus Christ has done, and that's his job. He reminds you of the price that Christ paid so that you don't ever have to hold your head down in shame or condemnation in 2024. You can always remember that the price has been paid for you to walk head held up high, free from guilt, free from shame. He's going to be your advocate, your intercessor, someone who will help you pray. When you don't know how to pray, what to pray about, he'll give you unction, he'll give you direction, he'll tell you what to do. He will speak that to your heart. He will be a counselor to you. This is what Jesus is telling us about the Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit, the helper that we need, a counselor, someone who will be able to speak wisdom to your, your situations. You know when you're going through stuff and you don't know what to do? Someone who will bring wise counsel. Or if you're emotionally troubled and you need a counselor, someone to give you the kind of therapy that only him can give, he will. And he'll bring you into emotional stability that you never, ever dreamed of. Because I can tell you that's what he's done for me. He's going to be a strength now. He will give you ability, energy, strength. When you thought you were going to give up this year, you, you, you will find that strength will come from you. Then Bible talks about strengthening us with his spirit in our inner man. He will strengthen you. And the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit that the Lord ends with is that he will be a standby to be with you forever. Do you know what that means? That means in 2024, there will never be a moment. There will never be a day. There will never be a second where you will be alone. You can be certain of that as you go through this year and the years to come, you will never ever have to do life alone because you will have an ever-present help in time of need. Someone you can always reach out to and ask for help. He will be there with you. This is the Holy Spirit that we speak of. The help that we need, the empowerment we need for 2024 and beyond. And you know, the other beautiful thing that the Holy Spirit does that I think is so powerful and it's beautifully captured in this anchor scripture that where we, we see Jesus' encounter uh, of being filled with him is that the Holy Spirit awakens us to the fatherhood of God. The Holy Spirit makes, makes your relationship with God real. God is no longer theology or just philosophy, but God becomes daddy to you for real because you can hear his voice. He speaks to you and you know he's the one speaking to you. This is what the Holy Spirit does. I know this because this is my testimony. He makes you understand that you are God's child. That's what the scripture says in Romans 8, 15 to 16. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him... We cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. What am I saying to you today? When you say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. And what he does is that he makes God's voice clear to you. 
in the scripture, he said that after the spirit descended on Jesus, a voice came from heaven which said, you're my beloved son, and in you I am well pleased. The Holy Spirit makes God's voice alive and real to you. You get to know that God loves you. And you know, the beautiful thing about what we see here is that when God is speaking to Jesus about his love, it's not because Jesus has even done anything. Jesus hadn't even preached a message. He hadn't even done anything at all, but God was able to speak to his son and say, do you know what? I love you because you're mine. And that's what happens when we say yes to Christ. The Holy Spirit comes into us and we become God's children. The Holy Spirit is the one who makes us become offsprings of the Father. We become children of God so that we can know that at every point in time, we are pleasing and acceptable to God. He loves us, not because of how great we've been or how good we are, because you think about your newborn babies. You're absolutely in love with them. They don't do everything right. And many times they don't do things right. But you just love them because they're yours. They're your offspring. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He comes in and he connects you back to the Father. He lets you know that he loves you. You, He lets you know that God can be called Daddy. He lets you know that you're loved by him. And this year, God is wanting you to know that you can go into this year knowing that you're his child. You're his son. You're his daughter. And you're loved by him. He loves you. He accepts you. He finds you pleasing. Even before you do anything, this is not something you earn. This is something you're born into. This is something you inherit as a child of God. So you want to remind yourself this year because the Holy Spirit will keep reminding you. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is something to empower us for 2024 because if God is for us, who can be against us, right? So yes, we're going to go forward into the year knowing that we're God's sons and we're God's daughters. But you know, the Spirit of God does more. I, he, he, he is, there's so much to, to, to get, so much to experience when we have him at work in our lives. And we can experience more of him when we are full of him. He can, he, he's the one, who's the, 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 the one who's responsible for the miracles, the miracles we see, the miraculous healings and all of that. And if you're desiring to see more of that, he's the one that can do that in and through you for yourself and for others. So then how do we get empowered by the Holy Spirit? Because we've had so many wonderful things and you're thinking, how? I want more, but how? How do I get empowered by the Spirit of God? And how do I stay empowered? Again, we look at Jesus and we can see what he's done and take a cue from that. So the first thing we see in that scripture in Luke is that he got baptized in water. And that really is, it was something that you did and we still do today where we publicly declare It's a step of faith. We publicly declare that we have come into new life in Jesus by putting our faith in what he's done. At that time for the Jews, it meant um, putting aside an old way and the presentation of something new. And Jesus was doing that based on what he was about to do. And that's something that whenever we do as believers, when we say yes to Jesus, we can take that next step of getting baptized in water and publicly declare that old life has gone and new life in Christ has come. And it will position your heart for receiving more of God. So if that's you and you have said yes to Jesus, you said yes to Christ, the Spirit of God is coming, but you want more of Him, you want to be filled with Him, it's a step you can take. You can get baptized. And then we see Jesus do something else that presents or ushers in the arrival of the feeling of the Spirit. The Bible tells us that he prayed. It says, and while he prayed, the heaven was opened. So prayer ushers in the empowerment of the Spirit of God. And what can that look like? It can be you today saying for the first time, Holy Spirit, 
I want this, I want more of you, come, fill me up. It can be people of God gathering together and saying, Holy Spirit, fill us up, you know, like on the day of Pentecost. Or it can be me praying for a friend and say, you know, and we're calling on the Spirit of God to come and fill that person up. But whatever it is and wherever you are on the journey, you can say, Holy Spirit, come, I want more of you. It's the place of prayer. That's where we get the empowerment of the Spirit of God. But that is also how we stay empowered. Because if you're going to be someone who's walking with God and hearing his voice and being affirmed by him and allowing him help you, you're going to give him the opportunity and the time to do that by giving him time devoted to prayer. The Bible says in Colossians, for us to devote yourselves to prayer. And we also see with Jesus that he maintained a lifestyle of prayer to stay in the place of power. Mark 1.35 says, very early in the morning while it was dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed because he knew that that, that, that period of time that he spent with God was vital for his journey. He knew he couldn't do life on his own. He knew he needed direction. He knew he needed to have a moment where he could talk with God, ask questions, read the scriptures, ask the Holy Spirit, the teacher, the one who makes this come alive, who helps us understand. He, he knew he needed to have have that time to receive strength, to receive all the help that he brings. So in 2024, I want you to know that the place of prayer is going to be the place of your power. That's where you're going to receive your empowerment. Your place of prayer is going to be your place of power. Your place of prayer is going to be your place of power. It's going to be prayer. It's going to be you praying with the Father. It's going to be you praying with other believers. But you're going to be a person of prayer to stay empowered this year. And you really, really, a lot of you are going to have to, to, your lives are going to count on this time with God. Because the Lord wants to be able to express himself with you. But we're going to need to fight for that time. Even if we're waking up earlier, whatever it takes for us to have that moment to receive the strength and the empowerment we need, your place of prayer is going to be your place of power this year. James 5.16 says, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. You know, sometime back in, um, I think about four years ago, the Lord had asked me to do something for him because I'd come to learn a lot about my identity in Christ and it really helped me mentally and emotionally. And he said to me, please help me mentor people and teach them how to have, and he used specific words, how to have an unshakable identity in Christ. And I thought, okay, that'd be great. I'll pray and I'll prepare for that. And while I was preparing for that, I just felt like it'd be nice to have someone else have that, share that testimony so we can, both of us can be saying it and it will be just powerful when you have two or more people saying the same thing, right? So while I'm praying on one occasion, I begin to pray in tongues, and that's a gift that comes from the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm praying in tongues, and it's just coming out from my heart. And at some point, I'm saying the words tega, tega, but I don't in that moment know exactly what I'm saying. But subsequently, I meet a lady at an event, and she's talking about her testimony of having come to understand her unshakable identity in Christ. And I thought, wow, she's using the exact same words. That's perfect. I will try to get through to her and ask her if she can join me. So I did that, and then we connected. She said yes, and we, we hosted the event. It was beautiful. But do you know the beautiful thing as well? When I asked her what her name was, she told me her name was Tega. 
So that means like when I was praying, the Holy Spirit had helped me pray. He had given me the words as I prayed in tongues. And, you know, I, I just want to say that it's not really about the tongues here, but it's about the place of relationship and, and friendship and communication, with faith-filled communication with God. And, oh, yes, if you've got, if, you, if you're able to receive the gift of tongues, it is a powerful thing, a powerful thing. I believe God is wanting us as the body of Christ to even do more of if we've received it. But I just wanted you to see that the Holy Spirit, is, He's available, He's ready, and He's wanting to help us. And I believe that as we cultivate the place of prayer and relationship with God this year, we're going to have so much help. God is going to see us through. He's going to take us through 2024 in success, in victory, in the name of Jesus Christ. So we're going to, at some point today, right, we're going to be praying. I'm going to be asking the Lord to come. But I just wanted to share another story with you because I believe that we're really birthing you at the faith to receive the empowerment of God. Because the Spirit of God is here and He's just looking for you to be willing. A couple of years back, actually quite many more years back when I was a teenager, I was just suddenly beginning to desire God more. I really wanted to experience Him more, especially after I had read a book called Good Morning Holy Spirit. And the author would like say, he would wake up in the morning and he's saying, good morning, Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit is like, good morning. And there's electricity in the atmosphere, it tingles and everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, how can anybody know God this way? How can God be this real with anyone? Because if this is possible, I want this. I want you to speak back to me, God. I want you to speak to me, Holy Spirit. I want to hear your voice. So I go into my room and shut the door and say, good morning, Holy Spirit. And hear nothing back. And everything is quiet. And I'm like, this is not, I don't, why is this happening? Because I know this should be for everyone, right? So it was a bit frustrating because why? But then what happened for me, which was so, which was very, um, which was very important and significant was I began to understand how to receive when I spoke to my older sister. Her name's Chinelo. She was like a spiritual mentor for me then when I was young. And I was like, Chinelo, I look, I look at what I read. This is what happened to this guy. And look at me. I went to the room and the hospital is not talking to me. I didn't feel anything. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. What's going on? She's like, thank you. We, what we do, first of all, is we're not, we, don't, we don't respond to, to God based on what we feel, first of all, but what he says and what we believe about what he's promised. We go by what he's promised. What he believes is what matters the most. That's how we respond. We receive what he says by faith first before we go exploring for physical experiences. And I thought, oh, wow, oh, that's true. Luke 11 and verse 13, you know, the Lord said something. He, says, he said, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And I was like, oh, I see this. God has promised. So if I believe that, then I've received that. And I don't need to wait for something physical to happen before that confirms the word of God because God's word is what defines reality, not physical experiences. So I thought, oh, okay. And, and beautifully enough, something happens just shortly after that. I encounter a TV program on CBN and the minister is just like praying for people to receive the infilling of the spirit. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to just key in here and connect to this. And I prayed the prayer and I just knew, I received it by faith. I knew that God had heard me. I knew that I had the Holy Spirit in his fullness now. And even when he said to begin to speak as the Holy Spirit leads from your heart, I began to speak in tongues. And so much from that point on going forward in my life, everything changed. 
I began to know God better. I began to understand the scriptures better. I got to understand who I was. My life with the Holy Spirit began to unfold. And it was just me taking a step of faith and knowing that God promises and when he speaks a word, it is true. And that's what has happened for me. And I know that's what the Lord will have for every single one of us. He wants us to have a life where we're walking and joining in relationship with his spirit because that's why he has sent him here. And he's going to pour out his spirit on us today. And we're going to receive him and we're going to have a fantastic blessed year ahead. For some of us, it'll be the first time. For some of us, it's going to be a refilling. And so at this point, I'd like us to just rise up together as we pray together. And we're going to respond to the words that we've heard today. You know, the, 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 the Holy Spirit is here and it's nothing complicated. It's just us saying, come Lord. Come and feel me. I just yield myself to you, right? But I know that some of us are new and we're thinking, okay, I, I'm still kind of exploring all of this. And some of us may be at that point where we want to even just say yes to Jesus. Because you see, when we say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes in to live inside of you. You become a child of God. And then you can take another step forward and say, fill me up and empower me. And you can have more of him. And then you continue to do that for the rest of your life because it's a walk, it's a journey, a relationship with him, right? So the first step we're, all, we're going to take is for, for we're, we're going to allow people who, who are saying yes to Jesus for the first time do that so that we can come into the family of God and have his spirit coming to you. The Bible teaches us that Jesus Christ, the son of God, was sent to this earth to die for our sins for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, live an eternity apart from God, but have eternal life, have God, be in relationship forever with God. He died on a cross to take away your sins and take away your judgment and condemnation for anything wrong you've ever done so you can come back into relationship with Father God. So if it's you today saying, Lord Jesus, I want you and I receive that gift. I'm glad that you did that for me. I choose to believe you. I'd like you to say these prayers with me. So if you're online or you're here, you can just say, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for forgiving me. I believe that you rose again and you've taken all my sins away. I invite you to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Amen. Praise God. If you said that prayer right now, I tell you, you're a child of God. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And he's come to live inside of you. So now we're going to take another step together. And for some of you, this might be the first time you're doing this. We're going to say, Holy Spirit, come and fill me. I surrender myself to you. I want you to come in your fullness. I'd like us to just lift up our hands as we do that together. I'm going to pray a prayer and then I want you to call on the Spirit of God to come into your heart and fill you up. My Father, my God, Lord God, 
I ask right now in the name of Jesus Christ that you will fill your people, that you pour out your spirit on your people for every heart that is thirsty, every heart that is desiring more of you, Lord God. Let them experience the impact of your power right now. Let them know that you love them. Let your spirit come in his fullness and fill them up in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. You can even talk to the Lord yourself and say, Spirit of God, here I am. Fill me up now, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me with your power in the name of Jesus Christ. And I tell you, it's happening right now. The Lord is filling you up with His power. He's filling you up with His Spirit. And for some of you right now, you're going to be hearing the voice of your Father God clearer than ever before. He's going to be speaking to you right now. I want you to just listen. I want you to practice hearing your Father's voice. Just He's going to be speaking to, to you words now that you you'll be needing to hear. And for some people, you're going to have a desire to just speak. Speak those words that come out from your heart. Just speak them. And for the rest of us, if you've had the feeling of the Spirit of God before, you can stir up that well inside of you and just begin to pray. Begin to just speak. Begin to talk to God. Begin to just tell Him how much you love Him. Hallelujah. Now we're going to all sing in worship. We're going to be declaring to the Holy Spirit, more of you, Lord, come by singing the song, Fresh Wind. It says, Spirit, sound rushing wind, fire of God, fall within. Breathe on us, we pray. We're going to lift up our voices together and declare those words as the worship team leads us. <laughs> 